I was asked this morning to speak about following on from our wisdom series about when wisdom speaks. And um, when I was first asked, I thought, oh, must think I'm wise. <laughs> and the father said to me, my sweet girl, the only thing wise about you is me. He's so gentle, isn't he? Even when our humanness gets in the way. Um, so I'm going to try and communicate God's heart with you this morning with as little of my stuff getting in the way as possible. Is that all right? Okay. Um, when I was first asked to speak about this, I felt quite a lot of resistance because I would say this has been quite a struggle for me. Um, when I was growing up, words were tools that you used to get your point across, particularly in conflict. We were a family that there was absolutely no resistance whatsoever in what we wanted to say. You got out what you wanted to say, regardless of whether it would hurt the person who you were speaking to. And so that's been um, a journey in itself for me to unpack that and to really understand how powerful our words are and what the Father has given us words for and then how we use them properly um, to bring glory to him and to, to love and to nurture the people around us. Um, so I wanted to start with looking at why the Father has given us words. The first thing that comes to me is that they're a tool, a major, major tool. The Bible talks about how death and life are in the power of the tongue. So what you say can bring death or it can bring life. Um, just the, just even the, the balance in that, like it, it's, it doesn't say there's a middle ground. You can either bring death or life. The, 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 you know, what comes in between that, there isn't, there isn't anything. Um, our words have the power to shape realities around us. Even when we look at the beginning of the Bible, how God created earth was he spoke, he spoke earth into existence. So his words shifted and changed things and brought new realities. Um, I, I was talking to a friend of mine quite a while ago and he was talking about how he's very methodical in how he thinks. And he, he was talking about how ultimately our words are a vibration. And when a vibration leaves our mouth, it literally will travel into the, the space that it's in and it will keep on going and it will keep on going until it hits something and then turns into energy. And I thought about that in relation to words and thought, wow, like what we say, it kind of has this unending impact. It will spread right across into the space that it's in and then turn into energy. So if you can imagine what we're speaking, it literally sets a tone in a room and, and, and shifts things and change things and doesn't end. So I think if we think about that in the times that we maybe have said stuff that we shouldn't, it has it does have a lasting impact. Um, Proverbs twelve eighteen that says some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise brings healing. I absolutely love that, and I would love for us just to keep hold of that because we're going to come back to that about healing. We have the power to bring healing. Um, I was watching Braveheart the other night, 
my husband, we've been together for nearly six years, and I said to him, have you ever seen Braveheart? And he said, no. I had a moment with him, and I was like, what do you mean? You've never seen Braveheart? We're watching it right now. Um, and there's a scene in Braveheart where, uh, is, have we all seen it, by the way? Yeah, good, good. Anyone who hasn't, you're welcome to come over to my house for a film night. Um, the army are just about to go into battle. What William Wallace, is? he turns up, everyone's disheartened, downtrodden, they're outnumbered. The other army have ca- cavalry, they don't. They don't have the weapons that the English have and people are starting to walk away, they just don't want to fight. And William Wallace comes in and I could do it word for word, but I'm not going <laughs> to. But I was watching it and I was just thinking, wow, like how he just shifted the atmosphere on that battlefield. And it was his words and his leadership and his uh, speaking out encouragement and what they were capable of. And actually what they were fighting for was freedom. And so there was so much heart behind what he had to say that they ended up going into that battle. And I looked it up and historically it was correct that they did actually, they won. Um and I wonder how when what we're fighting for, if it has so much more worth fighting for, how much powerful that makes us. And he was fighting for freedom. Amazing. Just love it. Love that film. Seen it now, haven't you, Matthew? What's in your heart will come out of your mouth. Matthew fifteen eighteen. What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. And I think what really struck me about that was is how when what we speak impacts the person around us, but then it also does this kind of boomerang, boomerang effect and it affects us as well. And I know that from my own experiences, when I have allowed nastiness or bitterness, hate-fueled words to come off my mouth, it, it affects me and it goes into me in a way that can shift my my perspective and my um, my soul really it gets into who you are and it and it comes back. Um, I can remember somebody praying for me once, and I, and I know this might sound really odd to some people who aren't used to this kind of stuff, but ultimately the spiritual world is so real. You know we can't see it, so it, it's kind of difficult to fathom, but it's so there. And I remember a friend of mine praying for me and. And he said to me, do you struggle with your tongue sometimes? Your tongue in the Bible just being what we speak, the power of what we speak. And I said, yeah, I do. Nastiness can, it can come out my mouth. And he prayed for me. And I can remember as clear as day getting a not very nice taste in my mouth. And he said, you've got a funny taste in your mouth, don't you? And he said, well, that's what nastiness does. It leaves, it leaves a nasty taste in our own mouth. And this is why it's so crucial to be careful what, what we say. Um, gossip. Saying things about people behind their back. Sometimes in such a subtle way, but it's just ever so slightly seasoned with manipulation. We don't allow people around us to get to know someone for themselves, we kind of just taint their view of someone ever so slightly because we have something in our heart against that person. I think sometimes people fall for the mistake of, because something's true, but it's not gossip and 
it should be said, but actually just because something's true doesn't mean it's not gossip. doesn't mean it needs saying. There's a time to speak and there's a time to not. There's a time to keep our mouths closed. And um, I think that's something that I'm learning all the time and I'm still learning really. Ephesians 4.29 And never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. Never. Not just when you're not feeling like it or, you know, when you're in a bad mood or it's justified. Because sometimes people are unreasonable and what we say and feel can be really justified. But it says never. What a challenge, eh? But instead, let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. We have been given power and authority to bring freedom and healing to the people around us by what we choose to speak over them or about them. I think what really struck me when I was preparing this this morning was um, I know that <clears throat> there's you know things with me where intentionally and unintentionally words have been spoken over me when I was growing up in my adult life. You know it, it happens, doesn't it? Because people they have their stuff and that spews out onto you sometimes, and. Um, If words are tools, then that means that they have power. And if they have power, then they have impact. So what's been the impact? I know that my story, in my story, I would say that one of my major words or banners would be that I'm in the way. Um, That's been something that's kind of followed me through childhood. And actually, when I think about it, nobody actually ever told me that I'm in the way. But nobody didn't either. You know, sometimes we miss we miss it, don't we? We miss a chance where we have the power to shift something for someone or change something by what we have to say. Um, so yeah, in the way has been a major, major struggle for me. It's affected how I interact with people, how guarded I enter into relationships or friendships. Um, And I can remember someone saying to me, someone who I love and respect and still have a good relationship with now, she invited me to go and live in her home for a while. And I can remember when they were like doing something, I would just stay on the outside a little bit. And um, because I just, it was just so woven into me that I'm in the way, wherever I'm at, I'm in the way. And I remember her saying to me, Jade, you are not in the way. In this house, you are not in the way. And it, and I remember it just hitting some a place inside of me, and it and it, you know, like a flower opening up. It was like I could I could open up and be who I was in that space. Um, I would say Holy Spirit shone light on this area for me, but ultimately it was people that have brought healing. And I go back to that proverb where it talks about how our words bring healing. It's, it's community and it's the people around us that God places around us are ultimately the people, I believe, that bring 
that true healing and heal those places and spaces for us. So what are your banners? What are your words? Because we all have them. We all have them. Maybe you've been told that you're ugly. God doesn't make things that are ugly. Maybe you've been told that you're stupid or been made to feel like you're stupid. God doesn't make things that are stupid. Maybe you've been made to feel unlovable, like you're not worth loving, or you're difficult to love, you're too much hard work. God doesn't see you like that. He absolutely adores you. Even when you're being a little bit difficult and unreasonable. Maybe you've been made to feel that you're unimportant. And I know that a lot of people I speak to that this is quite an issue, a major issue for people, not feeling important or been made to feel that your voice is important and that you're heard and that you're worth listening to. Because the truth is that you are, you're very important. And one of the biggest ones that I come across with people is just not feeling good enough. And it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But that can that can affect so much about us, not feeling that we're good enough. These things worm their way into the core of our identity. They distort how we see ourselves and the people around us. And these things can kill connection and authenticity. So what does the Father say about us? If you know me well, I'm not really bothered about making people feel a bit uncomfortable or a bit awkward. And I think... My experience, if we weren't going to do this thing with the Father, there has to be a bit of a lack of dignity in the way we go about our relationship with him. I do this exercise with my children, and I'm going to do it with you guys this morning. So I'm going to repeat some things, and I would like us to speak it out, please, like we mean it and like we know it, like a war cry. Pretend I'm William Wallace, if you like. So the... (laughs) No kilt. (laughs) So the first one I'm going to say, and I think it's probably the most powerful and the one that everything flows from, and it's so important to know this is truth, I'm still learning it as truth, is that I am loved. So when I count to three, can we say that, please? One, two... I am loved. Yes, you are. I am seen and known. I am seen and known. I am accepted. I am accepted. I am worthy. I am worthy. And I looked up the word worthy. It means that you're important enough for action. I am enough. I am enough. 
And I don't mean to put anybody on the spot at all, but is there any any other one that anyone would like to shout out? I have value. I have value. I am lovable. I am lovable. I'm not my past. I love my boundaries. I love my boundaries. I am accepted. I belong. I'm not alone. I'm respected. I'm grateful. I'm forgiven. I'm held. I'm okay. I'm proud of myself. I'm chosen. I'm God's creation. Wonderful. Shifts the atmosphere. Getting some truth into the room. Declaring with our words who we are and what we are. And because we're here doing it together, it's more believable.
I think sometimes when we try and do this stuff on our own, it doesn't have as much power. But you can feel the power in this room because we're doing it together. So in all of this, in how we use wisdom in what we speak, in what we don't speak, in what's truth and what isn't, when to speak and when not to speak, what is the answer, how do we do that and do that well? And I believe with all my heart that the answer to that is prayer. And when I say prayer, I just mean talking to the one who loves you. Very simple. doesn't have to be eloquent. It can be a one-word thing. It can be a one-sentence thing. And I was talking to my husband a few weeks ago, who is an engineer. And he was saying that at work, um, there's just these specific tools that he uses every day but and they're so basic but they're so crucial without them it'd be lost but they're very very underwhelming tools one of them was a spirit level so i've brought a spirit level and what i loved about the idea of a spirit level is is when you when you unpack it it's a, a bubble that's moving around but this has been on the go for a long time it um helps find balance You can check foundations with it to make sure that they're okay to build on. But it's so simple. And I think that that's what prayer is. Prayer is exactly like that. It's such a simple thing. Foundations are built on it. And it really does need to be the foundation of so many things. It checks balance. It checks that things are okay and they're good for building on. It's a solid foundation. And so... As I was saying to you that what really has brought healing in the areas in my life where words have been spoken are people. I would love for us to have some time together this morning to pray for each other, over each other, to be prayed for, to use our words as tools of encouragement and healing and life-giving this morning. Prayer can be a difficult thing it can make people feel very exposed and very vulnerable it can be hard praying for somebody and it can be quite undignified being prayed for but I would encourage you to move through that as much as you possibly can and to just do it before I got up this morning I was speaking to my friend Hannah and I said to her I was speaking this morning she went oh, do you want me to pray for you I was like yes <laughs> And this is what we need more. We need to be so free and we'll just, I'll pray for you. I'll put my hands on you. Um, And that is her walking with me in that moment and just praying for me and over me. And so if Ali and Luce wouldn't mind coming back up just to minister to us for a little bit. And some people from um, the vineyard community, if you wouldn't mind just kind of dotting yourselves on this side of the room. And if you have got some words that need broken off of you this morning if you've got a banner that needs broken off I would love for you to go and pray and feel comfortable and safe enough to be prayed for this morning Um, and if we could have some bold people that are willing to do that 
you know, with community this morning, that would that would be amazing. I will be there if, if you would love me to pray for you. I would love I would love to pray for you. Thank you so much. <laughs>